welcome to This Week in Video Games, episode 18. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. This week, it's pre-E3 hype, and we've already had some big news concerning Google Stadia, the future of Destiny, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. So there's E3 leaks aplenty, plus the hype is definitely building. So let's get into the show. Welcome to the show everyone. E3 is just around the corner and the leaks are very, very leaky indeed. Uh, So we've got companies coming out there getting the jump on the E3 press conferences with Google announcing their Stadia plans. Uh, The Pokemon company and Nintendo have gone in depth with Pokemon Sword and Shield and Bungie has been revealing their future plans in a world without Activision for Destiny 2. So this is a special episode today and rather than go into reviews of what I've been playing I'm going to cover some of the pre-E3 news and then early next week I'll do an E3 roundup before getting back into a normal kind of schedule the following week. Right, so first up let's get into Google Stadia. So Google has announced more details of its streaming service, Google Stadia, which intends to bring the best games to everyone in the world. Google previously announced Stadia back in March at GDC 2019, saying the service would be coming very soon. And rather than having a console under your TV or at your desk, the processing and the delivery of data will be done by huge data centers around the world. The games will be delivered to your device over the internet with the promise of high-quality gaming on any device that has access to a Google Chrome browser. So E3 is just around the corner, and Google decided to drop some important new details about their new streaming service, including games that are going to be available, the price, the business model, and the details of the launch. So we've got Destiny 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Baldur's Gate 3, and The Division 2 will be launch titles for the service. Uh, The pricing is going to be split between a monthly subscription model and buying games outright. Uh, So we've got a base subscription package of $10 per month uh, for access to some games at 4K and 60fps. There's also a base package for $130 where you get Google Chromecast, a Stadia controller, Destiny 2 and a 3 month subscription. So Google has released its own Stadia controller which they have stated is the best way to experience Google Stadia. However, other devices are supported too, and uh, if you want to buy the Stadia controller standalone, that's going to be about $70. Previously, Google had said the minimum requirements for the service was 25 megabits per second. However, now that's gone down to 5 megabits per second, and it ranges between 5 and 35. Uh, So there's a varying quality and features there based on your internet speed. Uh, Google Stadia is planning to launch in November 2019 in the US, Canada, and Europe, Uh, with Belgium, Finland, Italy, Netherlands, Denmark, Germany, Ireland, UK, Spain, Norway and France included. Stadia is going to be launching on any device that runs a Chrome browser, including TVs, laptops, phones and tablets. So Google Stadia, very, very exciting. Um, Could it be a game changer? Really, really interesting. Um, It's really interesting about the subscription model um, because they've mentioned you can subscribe for a flat fee per month or you can buy games outright. Uh, But the 
the advantage here really is going to be playing kind of AAA games uh, on the go. Uh, for example, they've announced that Destiny 2 uh, is going to be a launch partner, and previously um, Destiny's only been available on PS4, Xbox, or PC. We haven't been able to play it out there on the go. So really, really interesting stuff. We're going to be able to play these amazing AAA games um, based on your internet connection, of course, but we're going to be able to play them out and about and on the go. And now, finally, we have games, price, and launch plans for Google Stadia. So very, very exciting news there from Google, and uh, they got the jump on their competitors before E3. So we mentioned Destiny there, and uh, next up, let's have a look at the future of Destiny. This really is the beginning of a new era, and I think beginning is an important part of that sentence. This is the first time I think that, you know, in a long time that Bungie has stood kind of on its own. And we're self-publishing, it's a really big deal. There's a huge opportunity here for us to really make our own decisions. It's a turning point for us. We are in charge of our own destiny. It's empowering and terrifying at the same time. There are only two groups who are going to decide what happens to Destiny next. Bungie and the players who play Destiny. So Bungie has announced the future of Destiny in a live video presentation today. A new expansion, a free-to-play base game, cross-save, and a launch partner for Google Stadia. And they're going to be embracing the action MMO nature of Destiny. So in a big move from Bungie, Destiny 2 is going to go free-to-play for the base game, which will be named Destiny 2 New Light. And uh, previously, Destiny fans had to pay up front for the game and then pay for subsequent DLCs or updates. Uh, Destiny 2 New Light is going to be a new entry point for the Destiny franchise. And Destiny 2 New Light includes content from Destiny 2, including the base game, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind. Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy outline the vision uh, for the future of Destiny as a three-point plan. An awesome action MMO, a single evolving world, and removing barriers to entry. So no more exclusives, um, free entry point, and available anywhere. So as reported earlier this week, Bungie uh, will release an autumn expansion called Shadowkeep, where Guardians will head back to the moon. And we're also going to team up with an old ally, Eris Morn. Uh, Shadowkeep is planned to drop on September the 17th, 2019. Luke Smith says they want to make Destiny an action MMO and a single evolving world. And Shadowkeep is going to be a standalone expansion that's paid for, and you can purchase subsequent seasons separately. The moon is going to be twice as big as we remember from Destiny 1 and it's going to include new characters, some of which are spoilers right now, and a new raid has been confirmed in the Black Garden, which is super, super exciting. Uh, So Bungie talked about the way um, they want it to be an ever-expanding world rather than kind of big content drops. Uh, Now they've lost the help of High Moon and Vicarious Visions, Uh, they want to scale to improve the content pipeline for Destiny to keep up with the demands of content. Uh, Bungie feels that a full studio working on content can meet the community content needs. 
Um, the PvP community has felt a bit neglected over the past few months with few and little updates. Um, Crucible Labs is going to be getting an update to include old game modes. And there was a lot of shout for Trials of Osiris during the, uh, the Twitch chat during the stream. Um, D1 maps are coming back. And uh, each new season of Destiny will have a focus, and Season 8's focus is going to be Crucible. So much like we had a um, focus on Gambit in Season 5, each new season is going to have a kind of themed focus going forward. So Bungie admitted during the live stream that they have neglected PvP, and they also discussed the possibility of splitting the sandbox between PvP and PvE. However, Bungie did feel this would ruin the feel of having one Guardian, so it sounds like that's not going to happen for the time being. In fantastic news, cross-save is coming to Destiny 2, also meaning you're no longer going to have to have different accounts across different platforms for Destiny 2. Uh, and this is something that fans have been calling for for a long, long time. Many players migrated from console over to PC, myself included, but uh, we all had to kind of start again. Now, players will be able to seamlessly transfer their Guardian's progress across Xbox, PC, PS4 and Google Stadia. So cross-save, really, really exciting. Uh, and as Bungie and Activision have split, that means Destiny 2 is going to need a new home on a new launcher. So Bungie have announced that Destiny 2 will be coming to Steam, where players will be able to transfer their Guardian to Steam from Battle.net. And as we mentioned before, Destiny 2 is going to be a launch title for Google Stadia, and that means um, players are going to be able to play Destiny 2 on any device that has a Chrome browser and a good internet connection. Uh, so no more rushing home from work or when you're on holiday to check Zur. You can now do this wherever you like, as long as you have a Google Stadia subscription. Uh, Luke Smith stated Google Stadia helps support the vision for Destiny 2 by helping remove those barriers to entry. And uh, this is all really, really exciting news for the future of Destiny. We've got Crosssave and uh, Shadowkeep. They were kind of expected uh, due to the leaks this week, which Luke Smith alluded to during the Bungie stream today. However, free-to-play... Free-to-play was not expected, and uh, it totally makes sense for the franchise uh, with other free-to-play games like Fortnite, uh, Warframe, and uh, Apex Legends out there as well. And it's great to see a confident Bungie leaning into this action MMO model in a kind of post-Activision world. Uh, so yeah, super, super exciting stuff, and um, if you've listened to the podcast, um, you'll know that I'm a huge Destiny fan, I sunk around... I don't know, 500, 600 hours into Destiny 1. And uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to get into the season of Opulence for Destiny 2, which was released uh, this week, which is season 6. And uh, well, the, the future of Destiny is bright um, with new light, uh, shadow keep, um, and players being able to kind of save across different platforms. So super, super exciting. It's going to be a really exciting summer in the build-up and on September 17th. Uh, Shadow Keep is going to drop. So, uh, yeah, super exciting stuff. Next up, uh, we've got Nintendo and the Pokemon Company discussing Pokemon Sword and Shield.
So Nintendo uh, held a Pokemon Direct this week where Game Freak showed off some of the details from the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, game coming to Nintendo Switch in November. Uh, and the Direct was filled with details about the game. Uh, new Pokemon were revealed as well as an evolution. Details about new battle modes, multiplayer and also characters you're going to meet in the game. Uh, so regarding new Pokemon, we've got Wooloo, um, Gostafleur, Dreadnought and Corviknight. They were shown. Uh, so Wooloo is a sheep Pokemon whose fur is coveted by others in the Gala region. Gossifleur is a flower Pokemon who favours places with clean air and water and has healing properties. Dreadnought is a bite Pokemon who can bite through rock and iron and seems like it's a very, very hard to tame Pokemon. And Corviknight acts as a flying taxi who uh, takes players back to any town they visited. Uh, they showed off um, Gossifleur's evolution as well as she evolves into Elder Goss. Uh, we've got a new area called the Wild Area and that stretches between cities and here you're going to find a load of Pokemon. Uh, as you travel through the Wild Area you're going to be able to fully control the camera and uh, allowing for that open world feel. And there's going to be new Pokemon to find each day in the Wild Area. So Game Freak unveiled a couple of new features. Uh, um, the first one with Dynamaxing uh, it's a new strategy for Pokemon battles, allowing Pokemon to become massive in size and boost their power. Uh, so Dynamaxing can be used once per battle, uh, but Pokemon return back to their normal size after three turns. Uh, so when you connect to other players in the wild areas, up to four players can challenge uh, wild Dynamax Pokemon in max raid battles. Uh, and the Pokemon you take on in max raid battles depends on where you are in the wild area and what the weather's like. Uh, so there's a lot of variation there. And max raid battles are supported in local co-op or in online play. Uh, we've got some of the new characters um, from Pokemon Sword and Shield. They were also shown up during the uh, Direct. Uh, so we've got Leon. He's the current champion and he's an undefeated all-round nice guy. Um, his younger brother Hop, he's a Pokemon trainer whose uh, journey through the Gala region starts on the same day as yours. We've got Professor Magnolia. She specialises in the Dynamax phenomenon and her granddaughter Sonia is her assistant. And we were also introduced to Milo, who's the grass-type gym leader. And finally, two new legendary Pokemon were shown, or one holding a sword and one that was kind of made up like a shield. Zacian and Zamacenter are wolf-like creatures who are clearly very powerful in the world of Pokemon. So... Lots of details were shown off for the upcoming game, more than was revealed earlier on this year. And uh, you can watch the full reveal if you go over to thisweekinvideogames.com, uh, type in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield into the search box, and uh, you'll find a link to that full direct. Pokemon Sword and Shield are coming November the 15th, 2019. The game is going to be released globally on the same day, and pre-orders are open now, which can be uh, found over on Nintendo's website. So three big announcements there with Google Stadia, the future of Destiny, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. And uh, that's really, really fantastic news because that paves the way for a whole lot more announcements at E3. So super, super exciting. Uh, next up, let's take a look at the news. First up in the news this week, uh, we've got a new Watch Dogs game, Watch Dogs Legion, and that's been confirmed by Ubisoft after it emerged this week that Amazon UK had leaked the details. So, according to those details, players will be able to take over any NPC in the game, uh, which sounds highly ambitious and super, super fun. 
Um, Ubisoft um, have confirmed that the reveal of Watchdog Legion uh, is going to be during their E3 press conference on Monday the 10th of June 2019 at 9pm BST. Ubisoft is set to show off Watch Dogs Legion and updates as well to Ghost Recon, Division 2, For Honor and Rainbow Six Siege. So next up in the news, Apple TV are going to support PS4 and Xbox controllers. Uh, So Apple did announce um, during their recent press conference that Apple TV will be supporting Xbox and PlayStation controllers. And that was during the WWDC 2019 earlier this week. Uh, So this is one of many improvements coming to tvOS and paves the way for Apple Arcade to come to phones, tablets and TV very, very soon. The service is due to launch later in 2019 and will include exclusive games for Apple Arcade. And it's an interesting move from Apple, which is a company known for their love of creating nice-looking devices and has chosen to support third-party devices rather than develop their own. Uh, and it further backs up the evidence that Apple is shifting towards services rather than hardware. So next up, uh, we've got a funny bit of news as Cuphead is coming to Tesla cars. So Elon Musk announced that Cuphead is coming to Tesla cars and Musk made the announcement um, during the latest episode of the Tesla podcast, Ride the Lightning. So Musk said that Cuphead is coming to the Tesla Model 3, Model S and Model X versions of the car. So Tesla already has one level up and running. And it seems the creator, MDHR, uh, are also really, really excited about the project. The idea is the central touchscreen would act as the screen, and you can use the touch features to play games. However, Tesla has said that Cuphead will require a USB controller to play the game. This isn't the first time that games have come to Tesla cars, as Musk previously announced that some Atari games were coming to Tesla models. Cuphead is a hard enough game, inducing controller-throwing rage at many, many points in the game, so I'm not really sure this is the best thing to put into a car, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. Cuphead was originally released in 2017, but came to Nintendo Switch in a surprising move earlier in April 2019. So next up in the news, Shenmue 3 has been delayed until November. Uh, The game was due to release in August, however, it's being uh, put back due to some more refinement. Uh, So Yu Suzuki said in a Kickstarter update earlier in the week, Hello everyone, today Yu Suzuki and Deep Silver would like to give a message concerning the release date. Uh, Shenmue 3 will now release on the 19th of November 2019. While almost ready, the game simply needs a little more refinement before being truly finished, and we feel that the extra time we have will help us deliver the true Shenmue experience players around the world deserve. We thank you for your patience and understanding. So it's not the first delay for the game, which was originally set for release in 2017. Shenmue 3 was announced at E3 2015, and is 18 years later after Shenmue 2. Shenmue 3 is due for release on PC and PS4 on 19th November 2019. So finally in the news, uh, we've got news of Celeste DLC is going to include 100 levels. And the creator of Celeste has taken to Twitter to update fans on the status of the DLC coming soon. Chapter 9, Farewell, will have over 100 levels. Matt Thorson uh, first started discussing DLC in public in December 2018. And he said they'd have to have liked to have released um, this for the game's first anniversary in January 2019. Uh, The DLC pack then grew in scope and the release date became impossible. However, in April, Matt revealed the DLC would be coming soon. 
So I'm really looking forward to Chapter 9 Farewell as Celeste was one of my top games of 2018. And if you head on over to thisweekinvideogames.com and search uh, 2018, uh, you can see a list of my top games and Celeste was in there. Uh, it's a wonderful game and should be played by everyone and it's available on Switch, PS4, Xbox One and PC via Steam. So that's it for the news this week. It's a jam-packed week of news as the pre-E3 hype really, really starts to build. We've got leaks aplenty this week and a whole load of news coming out, but we've also got a lot of really, really cool stuff coming up. So let's have a look what we've got coming up in the following days. So first up on Saturday the 8th of June we've got EA Play and that's at 5.15 BST. So EA Play they're going to be showing off Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, They've got Apex Legends. Uh, They're talking about Battlefield 5, FIFA, uh, Madden NFL and The Sims 4. And you can watch that uh, on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Sunday June the 9th we've got a big one. Microsoft are having their Xbox press conference. That's at 9pm BST. And uh, Phil Spencer, he's already teased 14 game studios. Uh, we're gonna, we've got Halo Infinite, Gears of War 5, Cyberpunk 2077, maybe a new Fable. We're going to have more details about Project xCloud and uh, probably details on a new Xbox or maybe even Xboxes. And uh, perhaps we're even going to get the announcement about the George R.R. R. Martin collaboration with From Software. And again, you can watch uh, Xbox's E3 briefing on YouTube, Twitch and Mixer as well. Next up, we've got Bethesda. That's going to be on Monday, June the 10th at 1.30am. They're going to be looking at Doom Eternal. Uh, I don't think we're probably going to get too much news about Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield. Um, as Todd Howard previously said, they weren't going to be at the show. Although we may get a trailer for Starfield. You never really know. Uh, Bethesda's briefings can be on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Mixer and Facebook Live. So they're really, really getting all over the internet this week. Uh, another one on Monday, um, 6pm BST, we've got the PC Gaming Show. Um, they're going to be announcing new titles from Rebellion, Chucklefish, Epic Games, Raw Fury, Paradox and Perfect World Entertainment as well. That's going to be on Twitch, YouTube and Mixer. Um, next up we've got Ubisoft. Um, they're going to be talking on Monday at 9pm BST. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, they've talked about. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, probably nothing about Assassin's Creed um, and probably nothing about Skull and Bones, but uh, we'll see what Ubisoft has got in store. And that is available on Twitch and YouTube as well. Next up, we've got Square Enix, uh, 2 a.m. on Tuesday. And uh, Square Enix is going to go into detail about their Avengers game, uh, which looks super fun. And we talked about it last episode on the podcast where it kind of looks like it's got single-player modes and up to four-player co-op as well. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is also going to be there after Square Enix released a trailer. So you can watch Square Enix's presentation on Twitch and YouTube. And then finally, on Tuesday the 11th of June, we've got Nintendo. And that's at 5pm BST. Uh, Nintendo is going to be hosting its own direct uh, presentation again. Uh, We're not really clear about what Nintendo is going to show. But um, hopefully Animal Crossing and other upcoming Switch titles. Uh, I'm hoping for CrossCode. Pokemon Sword and Shield got its own direct um, earlier this week, as we discussed earlier. Hopefully Nintendo's going to jam-pack it full of surprises for us, and uh, we will see what they've got in store.
So that's it for this week's special episode. Uh, I'm going to be back on Tuesday or Wednesday next week uh, for the post-E3 press conference roundup. Uh, but if you want to get involved in the show, do email us on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or check out the latest news on the website. Uh, I'm also available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. So search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in the conversation. If you want to support This Week in Video Games content, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games. Uh, in exchange for supporting the show, you get shout outs on the podcast, Discord access, exclusive Patreon content polls, uh, special design podcast scripts, and stickers. Uh, so if you enjoy This Week in Video Games content, then sign up to Patreon. It would be great to see you there. So thank you once again for hanging out with me and chatting about video games. It's a super, super exciting time. E3 is just around the corner and it's like Christmas morning. Uh, so I hope you've had a good week and I hope you've enjoyed this special episode uh, talking about all the pre-E3 news. And I will talk to you next week after all the E3 press conferences. So enjoy all the uh, press conferences and presentations and all the new game hype. I'll see you soon.